Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. There is a children's game called 20 Questions. In this particular game, you must guess what the other person is thinking by asking 20 yes or no questions. Unfortunately, trying to vet financial advisors requires a little more effort in information. Actually, it requires a lot more effort in information, but we'll take care of that in a second. First, it's important to remember that most financial advisors are hardworking professionals whose main focus is achieving financial independence and stability for their clients. It's also important for us as consumers to remember that no one is going to take better care of us than us. It's imperative to keep this in mind when searching for an advisor that will offer the best value and fit for the money that will be spent. Since engaging a financial advisor will require an output of both time and money, asking the right questions and getting the right answers will save time and facilitate better client-advisor relations. We're going to go through a comprehensive list of questions that should be answered before engaging an advisor. It can also be a starting point for expanded discussions in areas of special need that clients may be experiencing. These questions are not necessarily in order of importance, but the first six questions that I will list are vitally important in the decision-making process. First question, are you a fiduciary advisor? Will you provide a formal written fiduciary statement? If you don't know or understand what a formal written statement means, then please refer to my previous podcast, Alphabet Soup Part 2. If you're early in the process of finding a financial advisor, then asking for a formal written fiduciary statement should be step one. This statement should declare that your advisor is a fiduciary advisor and also declare that he will be acting in your best interest 100% of the time. The second question that you will be asking concerns credentials. Is your fiduciary advisor a certified financial planner? Does he have a CFA, CPA, CHFC designation, or what other designations does he have? The third question concerns how the financial advisor is compensated. What are the fees? How are fees calculated? What is the fee cycle? Do you receive any commissions or incentives? No one works free. This question addresses how an advisor is compensated, what his fees are, how these fees are calculated, and how often the fees are implemented. Most fees are annual and are based on the prior year's portfolio balance. The fees are normally assessed on a quarterly, semi-annual, or annualized basis. For more information on this particular subject, you can listen to my podcast, Alphabet Soup Part 2. Next question, what is your track record? Do you report investment performance net of fees? These two questions are important because track record indicates what return you will get on your investments, and also it helps you to assess generally the amount of risk. 
an extraordinarily high return on investment would also indicate more than normal risk. Do you report investment performance net of fees indicates how much of your investment return you're getting after the advisor's fees are removed. Next question, how much experience do you have? How many current clients do you serve? And will I work with you? It's important to know how much experience the advisor has and how many current clients he has. Experience doesn't always indicate knowledge, but experience means that he's seen many of the questions and problems that you will ask him before. How many current clients indicates how busy he is. If he has 10 clients or 100 clients, that makes a big difference. If he has 100 clients, then that means he has much less time to spend with you. The question, will I work with you, indicates whether or not you will be directly interacting with the advisor or one of his associates. That's important if you want to establish a one-on-one relationship with the advisor that you will be working with. Next question, how do you determine the acceptable amount of risk appropriate for each client? This is almost a trick question because the advisor really shouldn't determine how much risk a client is willing to take. It's really up to the client to inform the advisor their risk tolerance. Many advisors have different risk assessment profiles or risk assessment tests that they can provide to clients to help assess the client's risk tolerance. But truly, it is up to you, the client, to indicate to the advisor how much risk you are comfortable with. Next question, what is your investment philosophy? And that has a lot to do with how your retirement portfolio will be set up. Does your advisor believe in diversification, meaning that he will spread the dollars that you give him across many different types of investments to help minimize risk? Does he like growth versus value? Does he engage in market timing, which is a strategy for trying to sell before a market drops and buy when the market is depressed? What types of investments does he include in his portfolio? Is he investing in Bitcoin? Is he investing in other alternatives? Does he invest in large cap stocks? Does he invest in value stocks? All of those things are important. You may not understand what each of these things are, but you need to understand your advisor's tolerance for risk and, more importantly, how much risk he will tolerate in your behalf. The next question concerns what type of clients the advisor normally works with. Does he usually work with professionals, business owners, high net worth, low net worth individuals? Does he have certain minimum balances that would be necessary before you could engage him as a financial advisor? 
Next question, how will we communicate with each other and how often will I hear from you? Those things are a little less important, but they're important in the fact that you need to know ahead of time how that advisor can reach out to you in a, an emergency or a stressful situation. How often will I hear from you indicates more when will you have a, a regular meeting, when will you have a regular evaluation of where you are in your retirement planning. The next question speaks to what services the financial advisor provides. Does he provide only financial planning? Does he provide portfolio management? Does he provide tax planning, business planning? Will he help you with social security claiming, Medicare applications, on and on? It's important to know. How often will we communicate? Will you speak with him daily, weekly, monthly, or annually? Most advisors try to set up review meetings at least semi-annually or annually. Will I be working with you long-term? Speaks to developing continuity with one single advisor. The next question is, have you or your firm been subject to disciplinary or legal actions? I think this one is pretty much self-explanatory. Next question, what services are included in your fee? Again, this is one that sounds simple, but it's actually pretty important because it's necessary to know if the fee that you pay is a single fee, are there additional fees, is there an assets under management fee that's added in addition to this fee, and also what services are provided for that particular fee. Next question, how will you determine my asset allocation? This is kind of a trick question again because it is normal for financial advisors to determine asset allocation, but it is not normal for advisors to tell or indicate particular or individual stocks, mutual funds, or investments for the client. Next question, will I ever have to sell everything in my portfolio even if there's an adverse tax impact? This is a particular question to find out how the advisor would react in a stressful situation. Next question, how often will my investment accounts be reviewed and repositioned? This speaks again to contact and discussion with your particular advisor and how often your portfolio would be rebalanced. There's a lot of different information out there on portfolio repositioning and rebalancing, the general consensus indicates that rebalancing approximately one time a year is usually normal and in most cases will give you the best results. The next question concerns where assets will be held. Assets should never be held by a financial advisor. The client should always retain control of the assets although you, in some cases, may give the financial advisor control to process certain transactions. 
Next question is, what is included in your financial planning services? And we discussed that a little bit in one of the previous questions. That really concerns what you're getting for your money. Is it strictly financial planning? Does the financial advisor also provide tax planning services, retirement planning services, help with social security claiming, portfolio construction, etc.? The next question asks if there are additional fees for financial planning. And the last question asked, does planning software use an effective tax rate and is tax planning available and included in your service? I know that these questions seem like a lot of work and trouble, but getting the answers to these questions before engaging a financial planner or advisor will save a great deal of time and heartache and confusion and will help to create trust and confidence in the person who is going to help you shape the life of future you. You can copy and print these same questions if you access the blog 20 questions on the Retiring with Enough website. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with Enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.